You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. It is time once again for Southern Fried Sports right here on your home for University of Alabama Athletics. Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, part of the 247sports.com network. With you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show is always brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. I've told you before, obviously with Easter coming up, so much emphasis on the chocolate eggs, the chocolate bunnies, and you can get all those. You can get the chocolate-covered peeps. Some folks love the peeps. Some folks don't like the peeps as much. Regardless, they've got them for you there at Peter Brook Chocolatier and also Gelato. You know, with this warmer weather, it's starting to feel more and more like spring. Kind of the secret weapon out there at Peterbrook Chocolatier is the outstanding Italian ice cream, also known as gelato, which you can find there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. Several different flavors from which you can choose. Mix it up. Go with a little combination of a couple of the flavors. You won't regret it out there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. Joined on the program by the executive producer of SFS, Jacob Harrison. And together, we combine to form the 60 of Sports Talk Radio. Hey, Jacob, you ready for a little Alabama-Mississippi State watch party here on the program? That's all this show is. This show today, well, we'll get into some other topics as we cruise through the first half of Alabama-Mississippi State, but that's what we are here for you today. A first-half watch party, Jacob. Yeah, I've, I've got myself a little bit set up here in the in the studio at an angle trying to to catch at least as much of the action as I can from the uh, the actual, you know, Tide Studios. But, uh, you know, but before we get too much into basketball, though, I, I do have to throw some shade at Peeps. I, I, I'm a, a Peeps <laughs> hater. They're, they're, There's no in-between. You know, certainly, Peeps, you know, Go, if, yeah. if peeps are your thing, Peter Brook Chocolatier, but peeps are not my thing. And, and there is no – peeps is kind of the uh, – uh, it, it, it's very polarizing, peeps, they are. You know, it seems like either people love peeps or they don't love peeps. I don't know many people that say, yeah, peeps are okay. You know what I mean? People are passionate. 
I don't know a soul that would say that. Yeah. I, I, you're exactly right. It's love or hate. Everybody I know loves them uh, in, in my family. I can't stand them. them. I'm not a, I, I don't get them. I, that's the biggest thing. I just don't get them. I don't get the point of the peeps. But a lot of people love them, and you can get them hand-dipped in chocolate out there at Peterbrook Chocolatier. So uh, uh, you got that going for you as you head into uh, another weekend here in the Tuscaloosa area. Also, if you'd like to jump on board with us throughout the program, 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. Uh, They're set to get underway up there in Nashville, a quarterfinal matchup between the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, Game is airing, by the way. If you're looking on the SEC Network, as we told you yesterday, the two early quarterfinal games today up there at Bridgestone Arena would be, in fact, televised by ESPN. So on the Varsity Network right now, Alabama and Mississippi State as the two teams convene at center court, getting ready to put it in the air, getting ready to put it in the air up there in Nashville. But we got a lot of other things to get into on the program today as well. We'll check in with Pops coming up later. You know what else we've got on this Friday? I get reports that Pops may very well be great-grandpops, great-pops, by perhaps even the end of this program. You know, we asked Pops a couple weeks ago about sort of his status in the grandparent, great-grandparent hierarchy, the structure with this uh, soon arrival of this great-granddaughter that he's anticipating, first great-grandchild for Nana and Pops. And so uh, I got word first thing this morning that uh, imminent, imminent the arrival of Gracie Ryer. So we'll hope to catch up with Pops a little bit later, but – you know, he may be a little occupied as Jaden Shackelford right out the gate. You like to see this if you're an Alabama fan. One trip down the court, one Herb Jones kick out off the dribble to a wide open Jaden Shackelford who strokes the three to give the Crimson Tide an early 3 nothing lead over Mississippi State. You look at this Mississippi State team, and yesterday Iverson Molinar, the sophomore point guard, was really good especially down the stretch, hit some key free throws. Uh, Molinar was outstanding in that win over Kentucky, so you got to deal with him. And, of course, as you know, Mississippi State size. Uh, on the boards, State killed Kentucky yesterday on the glass. Also, in the paint, State killed uh, Kentucky from that standpoint as well. Needed all of it, though, in a one-point win yesterday over a big blue. 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. Uh, also on the program today, uh, we want to talk a little bit about some football recruiting because you're going to have that on tap for you tomorrow. If you're an Alabama fan, you're going to have your eyes and ears to the south as uh, five-star running back, Emmanuel Henderson of Hartford, Alabama, Geneva County High School is set to make his declaration. That's, I believe that's early tomorrow afternoon that's going to go down with Emmanuel Henderson, who has drawn interest from, well, everyone you would expect as a five-star running back, Georgia, Auburn, Clemson, you name it. Everyone has taken a swing at Emmanuel Henderson. He will make his decision known 
tomorrow afternoon. Alabama, from what I understand, crystal balls and whatnot. If you check his profile, check Henderson's profile there at 247sports.com, you will see a couple of three crystal balls that are in there for Henderson are in favor of the Alabama Crimson Tide. So when you think about five-star running backs here in the last few classes, last several classes, I guess you could say, what? Damian Harris was a five-star back in 2015. Uh, 2016, I'm going to have to think about that one. Uh, not sure there was a five-star running back in that class for Alabama. Uh, but yeah, you get into Najee Harris in 2017. Um, Kamar Wheaton here recently is a part of the 2021 class. Uh, certainly qualifies from that perspective. Uh, Trey Sanders a couple of years ago, five-star running back. So could very well be that the five-star brigade at the running back position continues tomorrow in the form of Emmanuel Henderson, who is a guy, when you look at him, he's not sort of the prototype running back uh, build. He's 6'1", about 180, kind of like a, I don't know, more of a wide receiver body type coming out of high school. But you've seen running backs. I've seen running backs around here with that similar angular type of stature do some good things. A guy named Bobby Humphrey back in the day. He was sort of that guy, wasn't he? Kind of long, but uh, really good things back in the day for Bobby Humphrey, number 26 for the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Alabama men's basketball team, as we speak, uh, is on top of Mississippi State 8-4. to four. Uh, forcing some turnovers, Mississippi State already with three turnovers, Alabama with two, uh, the Crimson Tide battling, as we knew they would have to in the paint, because that's where State looks to do much of their damage. Again, have capable guys on the outside in the form of Iverson Molinar, uh, and DJ Stewart, a really good, versatile, all-around player there, sort of as a wing Uh, But Alabama, as far as slow starts go, that's been a big part of the narrative, right? Alabama not able to get out of the gates like they would like to. Uh, But not so much of a problem so far as Herb Jones goes to the offensive glass and sticks it back for two, and now 10 points for Alabama in the first four minutes. So as we get to the under-16 timeout here in the first half, uh, under-16 media timeout, uh, Alabama off to a promising start with a 10 to four lead. We're going to take our first break. Speaking of under, uh, 16 timeouts, we're going to take one here on the program. When we come back more of Southern fried sports on a Friday presented by Peterbrook Chocolatier right here on tide 100.9 FM right after this. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Everwood Treatment Company, the official treated lumber of Alabama athletics. Everwood, wood treated right. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Big weekends are ahead for Alabama baseball and softball. 
Patrick Murphy's softball team is 19-1 to begin the year and ranked fourth in the nation. The Tide will be at Auburn this weekend for the start of a three-game series and conference play. Friday's game begins at 5 p.m., Saturday's at 4, and Sunday's game at 2 p.m. Central, with all games available on the network. Alabama baseball has its final non-conference weekend opponent, with the Tide squaring off against Stetson at Sewell Thomas Stadium. Alabama is 10-2 on the year, with the three-game winning streak coming into Friday. Friday's game is set for 6 p.m. Central, with Saturday's game at 2 p.m. and Sunday at 1 p.m., with all games available on the network. I'll have more in a moment. Have you priced a new John Deere tractor lately? SunSouth John Deere has a full line of affordable lawn and tractor equipment this season. SunSouth John Deere has an affordable roster for everyone, from riding mowers to utility vehicles and lots of tractors. Stop by any of the 21 locations across Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, or visit sunsouth.com to find out what is right for you. Any budget, any project, SunSouth has you covered. Proud to be the preferred tractor equipment dealer of the Alabama Crimson Tide. We've got you covered for Alabama men's basketball against Mississippi State in Friday's quarterfinals of the 2021 SEC Tournament in Nashville. Alabama is the SEC regular season champion, going through conference play with a 16-2 record. Mississippi State defeated Kentucky 74-73 in Thursday's second round. Tip-off from Bridgestone Arena is set for 11 a.m. Central, with our coverage on the network starting at 10 a.m. And that's your Bama update. Crimson Tide Today brought to you by Everwood. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports. A warm afternoon with a partly sunny sky. The high today around 80. For tonight, fair with the low at 55. And for the weekend, we stay warm and dry. A mixture of clouds and sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Kenny, founding member, lead singer for Driving and Crying, one of those southern bands that kind of got right there to the cusp with like this one and Fly Me Courageous, among others. Very prolific, though, still out there, too, by the way, Driving and Crying, DNC. Kevin Kenny, 60 years old today, part of the Southern Fried Sports Playlist for a Friday edition of the program. We've had some substitutions for Alabama coming out of the under-16 media timeout up in Nashville. Keon Ellis on the floor. Alex Reese on the floor. Javon Quinterly enters the game for Alabama. You still have Herb Jones and John Petty out there. As we move through the middle 
stages of the first 10 minutes of this one in the quarterfinal action between Alabama and Mississippi State. The Crimson Tide leads 10 to 7 with a little less than 14 minutes to go in the first half. So we'll certainly keep you updated as we move throughout the program. 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. If you would like to check in with us, you are more than welcome to do so. It is a Friday at the Players' Championship today down there in Ponte Vedra, Florida. You're going to have some interest and some former Alabama golfers of note as we move through the second round today. Justin Thomas, of course, headlining that trio of UA alums down there at the stadium course in Ponte Vedra. JT with a one under 71 yesterday. Same could be said for Michael Slick Thompson in his opening round. So Michael Thompson and Justin Thomas, one under, currently in the top 30 in the field right now down there. And then Robbie Shelton rounding out that trio. He was out early this morning. He shot three over 75 yesterday, and he follows that up today with a one under 71. Solid golf, but at two over, maybe tough for Robbie to make the weekend down there at the players. So uh, we'll keep you up to speed with that as well. Patton Kazire, by the way, Tuscaloosa product. Patton Kazire, uh, five under for the tournament right now. He's tied for fifth. He's three under for his second round with about five holes to go, four holes to go. And he's in great position heading in to the weekend. So there you go. A little players update on a Friday as they get things going. Crowds not what they typically are on a Friday down there at the players. It can get a little crazy down there. On Friday at the players, it can get sort of, it can get Florida Georgia-like with the uh, raucous nature of the patrons. It resembles anything but, say, the Masters when we're talking about the Friday at the players. They like to turn it up a little bit down there. The gallery, uh, the fans, they have a good time. Absolutely. Hey, uh, we talk about conference tournaments and this ACC situation here in the last couple of days has just been a disaster when you consider first Duke goes out due to COVID issues, uh, essentially has to forfeit a quarterfinal matchup against Florida State. So Florida State advances to take on North Carolina in a semifinal up there. And then we learned this morning that Virginia is out because of COVID, which means Georgia Tech will just go straight into the, uh, into the final, straight into the final. And so with that, you'll have Georgia Tech waiting to take on the winner of North Carolina and Florida State today. Uh, it's really wrecked havoc on that tournament. By the way, speaking of wrecking havoc, Jawan Gary with a rejection of JV and Davis here in this Alabama Mississippi State game just seconds ago. Of course, you remember JV and Davis. He's a former Alabama player. JV and transferred to Mississippi State prior to this season, and he just tried to dunk on Jawan Gary at the rim, and Jawan wasn't having it. Sent it the other way, 
And Alabama shooting it pretty well from three so far, especially Jaden Shackelford. He's already got two threes, and it is a 16-7 to Alabama lead up there in Nashville. Pretty good start. Keon Ellis, he's missed a couple of threes, but uh, Shackelford already has eight points, and Crimson Tide creating some turnovers as Javon Quinterly, off of one of those turnovers, just throws a nice lob to Jawan Gary, who finishes with authority. And Alabama now with an 18-7 to lead over Mississippi State. Ben Howland says, I need a timeout here because his Bulldogs have already turned the basketball over seven times. Yeah! And we haven't even played quite eight minutes. You've got seven turnovers for Mississippi State so far and just three made field goals. That's a ratio you can live with, right? If you're Nate Oates, four, seven turnovers and keep the opponent to three field goals in the first eight minutes. So much for that slow start narrative. Alabama on a very nice pace here in terms of point production, uh, points off turnovers, Alabama leading in that area right now, 10 to two. And hanging in there on the glass, which is something we knew they had to do, especially on the defensive glass. Um, didn't want to get beat up by this uh, Mississippi State front line with Smith and Adu, you know, and those guys able to do some real damage in the paint. And speaking of points in the paint, that was an area where in the first two meetings between Alabama and Mississippi State, Mississippi State, Outscored Alabama by 12 points in each of those games in the paint. Right now, Alabama 6, Mississippi State 4 in the paint as Alabama is on an 8-0 run over the last 2 minutes and 16 seconds. Four turnovers for Mississippi State in the last 3 minutes and 20 seconds. So uh, the defense for Alabama, again, making a real difference, and they're turning it, turning it into some offense. Four fast break points and... Four steals for Alabama already, again, and we haven't quite played eight minutes. 205-342-9904, that is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. Hey, did you also see here in the last day or so, Mark Slayball of ESPN reported that Rush Probst, we talked about Rush earlier in the week, and the latest uh, situation that Rush finds himself in, currently, currently anyway, as the head coach, at uh, historic Valdosta High School down there in South Georgia. Rush, of course, was recorded, apparently, in talking with the president of the Touchdown Club there at Valdosta High School and making some assertions, I guess we could say Rush did, about the money he needed and how he needed to essentially have control of a lot of that money and uh, he was basically asking the touchdown club to cash him up for what he said was going to be the uh, ability to help targeted recruits be able to come into the area, live, pay bills, things like that. And Jake Garcia, the quarterback we talked about earlier in the week, actually did make the move to Valdosta from California. And it was short-lived for Garcia. He has eventually moved up to the Atlanta area. And I believe it was Grayson High School. But Rush has apparently, according to Mark Slayball of ESPN, he has now provided personal affidavits 
stating that he has no firsthand knowledge of Alabama and or Georgia committing violations that would involve cash for recruits and or players. Because as a part of that recording that was posted on YouTube four or five days ago, Rush, if that is in fact Rush, which we have no reason to think it isn't, again, is on tape, secretly taped, by the way, by Nub Nelson, who we are very much on record as being a big fan of any any touchdown club president at a high school in the South who goes by Nub, we're, we're, we're down. We're, we're big fans. We're stands, as the kids like to say, I guess. But uh, you know, Rush told Nub, <laughs> just sounds so good to say it, doesn't it? Rush told Nub that you know Alabama and Georgia had ways of funneling funds, I guess, to not only potential recruits, but also existing players. And the assertion was made that Nick Chubb, to get him to come back for a final year at the University of Georgia, was cashed up to the tune of 180 k over three payments. Well, in, in hindsight, in the wake of all this, Rush has apparently provided affidavits to Alabama and Georgia officials stating that he has no direct knowledge of those programs committing violations. Now, am I naive enough to think scenarios like the one or ones that Rush outlined during his conversation with Nub Nelson haven't or don't happen at Power 5 programs around college football? Of course I'm not that naive. Do I think, again, in this particular instance, Rush Probst might have been stretching things a tad? to support his case, his pitch for cash that would go directly into his possession? Yes. Yes. That's where I would land more so on this one than anything else. We're going to step aside for a break. We come back. More of a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports. Alabama 18, Mississippi State 10, 11-15 left in a quarterfinal matchup at the SEC Men's Tournament up in Nashville. We'll keep you up to speed on that one and a whole lot more when the show returns on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Joel released this one as a part of the LP Glass Houses. Billy Joel for you. Not exactly Southern, right? Billy Joel. Sorry. Transcends 
boundaries, borders. Get into some good Billy Joel. Up in Nashville, I'm sure Billy's played Bridgestone Arena a time or two. Saw him down here in Birmingham. Probably, it's been a while. It's probably been eight or nine years ago. Billy Joel came through, played Legacy Arena. Great show. Put on a heck of a show. Alabama putting on a show right now. Leading up in Nashville at the aforementioned Bridgestone Arena. 22-12, to 12, the Crimson Tide, a 10-point margin. As we are under nine minutes in the first half of that quarterfinal matchup. Ten points for Jaden Shackle for four of six from the field. Two of four from three. Herb Jones with four. You've also got John Petty with three. And you're going to have Keon Ellis with at least three now. And he's going to shoot a free throw, by the way, after this three. Keon Ellis off a feed from Herb Jones, knocks down the shot, draws the foul call. Might have been a little bit of a phantom, but hey, Keon drew the foul call. So the opportunity for a four-point play for Keon Ellis and he makes good on it. And so with that, Alabama's lead goes to 26-12 to with 8.38 left. In the first half, Alabama from three so far, five of 15. So percentage-wise, not particularly great. But that's still plus five in threes when you consider that Mississippi State has taken only three from beyond the arc and has missed all of those attempts. Alabama defensively on the perimeter is just killing Mississippi State. Seven steals already for Alabama in this game. Ten turnovers for Mississippi State already in the first half. Just three turnovers for Alabama. So the Crimson Tide doing a really nice job of taking care of the ball. Bench points, Alabama leads nine to nothing. Points in the paint, Alabama leads ten to four. Uh, so it's really across the board so far been a very impressive performance for the Alabama Crimson Tide, which again leads by 14 here with just under eight minutes to go up in Nashville. 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. Push that lead to 29 to 12, by the way. Josh Primo just knocked down a three from up top. So the Crimson Tide up 17 here in the first half. Um, other things that we'll talk about on the program today, I'd like to get Jacob Harrison's thoughts on Mark Ingram to the Texans. Is that something, should we congratulate Mark Ingram on that, or should we be concerned for Mark Ingram going to that team right now, Jacob? Uh, if, if any team in the league likes to sign really old running backs, <laughs> it's the Houston Texans. And, uh, you know, there'd be some Alabama fans out there that are excited about the, the possibility of A.J. McCarron teaming back up with with Mark Ingram in a backfield, but uh, it's still disaster city at Houston. Uh, you know, this this isn't a move that, that helps you keep Deshaun Watson, and that's that's the only moves you need to be making right now. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, you're happy that for Mark at this point in his career, every year he can get in, good for him. And when you think about it, as much as it seems like yesterday that Mark Ingram left Alabama, as a junior to go into that 2011 NFL draft. I mean, if you're an NFL running back, Jacob, and you get 10, 11 years in the league, uh, 
that's like you know that's like sixteen seventeen for just about anybody else. That's a lot of run for the running back position. And I, I guess in retrospect, there were times when Mark Ingram was a New Orleans Saint. He was obviously frustrated, and you could get it. You could understand why that was a shared situation for several years. Eventually, it got around to Alvin Kamara, and it's been more of a feature type of uh, setup with him in there. But in retrospect, that's probably kept Mark in the league as long as he's been, uh, that he wasn't maybe featured as much uh, early in his career. And here he is a decade or so into it. And uh, this may be it with the Texans, you got to think, because the role in Baltimore had certainly diminished. Um, Baltimore had gone the running back route in the 2020 draft, uh, as we know. So you can kind of see the writing on the wall there. Uh, but hopefully Mark has a, a nice finish to his career. If it's in Houston, so be it. But uh, been a really solid NFL career, I'd say, for Mark Ingram to this point. Were you surprised, Jacob, to see the Patriots re-up with Cam Newton earlier today? Well, first on, on Mark, a dude has two incredible seasons for the Ravens, and then they just so happen to draft a younger running back Dobbins, who, who, yeah. who falls and really had no business being available when he was, and then that phases Mark Ingram out. I think he's still dominant, and he, he's he's probably wow. going to be the most productive back in Houston. They just have other problems that, that they've got to sort out. As for the Patriots, yeah, I was really shocked to see that one come through. Uh, especially at a much higher price tag. I mean, he got a $13 million raise, and uh, while he's sh- while Cam Newton shouldn't have been getting paid just $1 million last year, that's ludicrous, uh, it, it, I still don't think he nor anybody else on that offense deserved any sort of com- monetary compensation for their efforts last year because they were absolutely abysmal. Yeah, you just watch Cam and you just wonder if what's still left in the tank. Now, for the way the Patriots apparently want to play, I guess he can be enough, right? I mean, they want to utilize those backs, including Damian Harris. Uh, you know, they're, they're going to lean more probably on the defense. They should be helped, right, by the opt-outs coming back. They had how many on the defensive side of the ball last year, New England? And they were still solid, but they'll get Dante Hightower back in 2021, the former Alabama standout among the those that, that should be back this year. So uh, it's always interesting with quarterbacks. And Tom Brady, by the way, uh, takes a four-year deal, I guess it is now, restructures basically in a way that will help the Bucks, I guess, with a cow- with the salary cap. Where have we seen this before, Jacob? I don't know if I've seen this before with Tom Brady, it seems like, except he's just doing it in Tampa now, but uh, Brady very much plans to, to be back, and who knows for how long. Maybe it's another two or three seasons for for all we know. 205-342-9904, that is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. I also saw today where the Atlanta Braves announced that they will be at 33% capacity at Truist Park for home games when the 2021 season gets underway here. That's going to be – that's a bonus here coming uh so you will have that sort of occupancy for braves home games now state of texas they're pretty much just going with it right i mean it's wide open out there so uh it's going to be a little bit different i guess depending on the state and the 
franchises, uh, the towns that you're in across Major League Baseball when we get this season going, but the Braves will allow one-third capacity uh, when the season gets underway. You get the feeling that could be uh, very much revisited and expanded as we get more of the vaccine in play and uh, things like things like that. Uh, by the way, kids, don't forget, speaking of spring and baseball season on the way, you got to set those clocks forward Saturday night. That's right, daylight savings time. Jacob, are you hardcore daylight savings time guy? A lot of people, it's kind of like peeps we were talking about earlier. A lot of people, man, are passionate about the daylight savings time. They want it year-round. Where do you sort of land on that? I am very much a proponent of the other time of year. I I think Gary told me one time that this is actually daylight savings time. This is the time I can't stand. It gets dark way too early. Uh, I mean, I, I I just I can't I can't function correctly when it's dark <laughs> at four thirty in in the afternoon. When on the flip side, it could be dark at eight o'clock. It, I swear they take more than just an hour. It's all a conspiracy and birds aren't real. Birds aren't real, he said. Wow. How about that? I know, but I, I'm fine either way. You know what I mean? Like what I like about when we go into, I guess it is daylight savings time when you're saving daylight. Um, in October, November, I think that's October, late October, usually, right? When we fall back. I like getting that hour back. I like going back when that happens because that's our busiest time of year. And a lot of years, I need that hour. You know what I mean? Like that Sunday, I need that hour. So it's. I feel like I'm. I'm getting bonus time there. Uh, the, the the whole shrinking daylight thing. If I still, if I was more than just a ceremonial golfer, and I like to do things outside more in the evenings. I'd probably be more passionate about it. You know, you can take advantage of that twilight rate on the golf course when you got that uh, that extra time that we're about to have coming up. You can go after three, get that twilight rate, you know, discounted green fee, and you get another hour or two of golf compared to what you get off of it uh, in the winter months. So uh, there you go. We got that coming up on Saturday night, so don't forget about that. You're, you're, you know, phones have gotten to the point they pretty much take care of you. And what do you really got to do on Sunday morning, first thing anyway? I'll tell you what the Mississippi State men's basketball team's got to do. They've got to overcome what is now a 23-point lead for Alabama in the first half up in Nashville. Mississippi State is sitting on 12 points. And it seems like Mississippi State's been sitting on 12 points for a long time now. Alabama 35, Mississippi State 12. That sounds like one of the matchups on the football field between these two, doesn't it? It could be like a first-half score of a of a football game. But the Crimson Tide just absolutely dominant, as we told you, defensively just getting the job done. Seven steals, Mississippi State with 11 turnovers. Points off turnovers, Alabama 18. Mississippi State, three. And the Crimson Tide hanging in there on the glass. That's where you knew Mississippi State was going to have to try to make some serious hay. And it hasn't happened as of yet. 
Total rebounds, Mississippi State 15, Alabama 13, second chance points, 6-5 to five, Mississippi State. You can live with that. And Alabama just absolutely dominating. What you like, too, with this Alabama performance to this point, you've got uh, you've got 13 field goals for Alabama in the game so far, made field goals, and you've got 10 assists. That'll work. That'll work on 13 buckets. 205-342-9904. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to check in with Pops. I don't know if Pops is watching this game or not, which is now moved to a 37-12 to Alabama lead with 435 and counting left in the first half. Maybe we need to do, Jacob, I don't know, maybe we need to do shows from here on out in the postseason, you know, when Alabama basketball is on. Maybe we're good luck. If it ensures 25-point leads, I'm all here for it. (laughs) Get Joe Gaither on the line. Tell Joe, you know, I mean, if there's like a Saturday game tomorrow or, you know, a a weekend game in the NCAA tournament, we need to be on at, say, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon or something. We can do that. We can facilitate that. It is a 15 to nothing run for Alabama over the last four minutes and change, and the Crimson Tide absolutely dominating Mississippi State. Shackelford with 10. Petty now on three threes. He's up to nine points. Alabama has eight made threes in the first half. And, again, it's not this sort of one-trick pony approach. Now, Alabama, because of its affinity for the three-point shot, has been pretty much pigeonholed as a live or die by the three. And, you know, look, when they shoot the three well, yeah, they're going to be exceptionally tough to beat. But they're showing you today in dominating this game that they can very much get it done defensively. The defensive end has been the the, the story. I mean, the eight threes are great. Um, the 11 assists on 14 buckets, that's very nice. Just three turnovers, that's winning basketball. But, man, they have just blown up. They have blown up Mississippi State's perimeter game, perimeter options. We told you about Iverson Molinar earlier in the show and how great he was against Kentucky yesterday. Iverson Molinar so far in this one, two of eight uh, for five points. That'll work. That'll work against that guy. We're going to step aside for our final break. We come back. Is it going to be great pops today at some point? Pops on the verge of becoming a great grandfather for the first time. We'll talk with pops about that. College hoops, name it. A little bit of everything with pops coming up next on a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports presented by Peterbrook Chocolatier right after this. Gear up for fishing. A warm afternoon with a partly sunny sky. The high today around 80. For tonight, fair with the low at 55. And for the weekend, we stay warm and dry. A mixture of clouds and sunshine tomorrow and Sunday. Highs between 80 and 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. This guy right here. Sweet baby James. James Taylor, born on this day back in 1948, which I think makes him the same age as our standard Friday guest, Pops. Is that correct, Pops? That's you and James correct. Taylor. That's correct. I think I think he's, he's like one month uh, younger than I am. I was born yeah. in December of 48. Yeah, that would be a couple, but yeah, close, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Lee High School math showing up. We're the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pops, the the folks around here, they're enjoying this quarterfinal up in Nashville of the SEC tournament. You know, (laughs) Alabama's laying some wood to uh, Mississippi State right now. They're enjoying that. You know, it's good to get a game like that under your belt because so many of them are tight and you don't know which way you're flowing or whatever. Uh, you kind of get one and play everybody and and uh, and get ready for the next game. You know, it's now forty-one to thirteen, Alabama, with a little right at three minutes to go in the first half. After Javon Quinterly just absolutely slices through the Mississippi State defense for a lay-in. And so you know, uh, Mississippi State had done pretty good here at the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Alabama defense pops when they pick it up. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Play some defense. Well, the, what gives me Travis that that defense makes the offense go too. You talk about slicing yeah. through and finishing it at the at the at the rim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all I think it's all related, you know. Uh, it just forced you, another turnover on a shot clock violation by Mississippi State. Thirteen turnovers in the first half. Defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your Gators tomorrow against uh, Alabama? I they have beat no Tennessee idea. today. I have no idea. No idea. No idea yeah. whatsoever. If they were playing Lee High School, I couldn't tell you what they're going to do. <laughs> the generals. The fighting generals. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And there's a good chance. They may not even play, you know, they get a COVID test here or there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no telling. The sky's yeah. the limit as far as reasons why not, you know. Alabama was just on a twenty-one to one run. <laughs> that's unreal. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel bad for Mississippi State, and that's that. I, I know you, you hate to finish on a note like that, but uh, interesting with Ben Howland, you know, at Mississippi State, it's just been so-so. You know, I four know. or five years into this thing with him, came in with Avery Johnson. You know, when Avery was yeah. hired at, here at Alabama and. Avery's already gone, and Allen's trying to hang on, but just doesn't feel like a program that has a ton of juice with Ben no. Allen right now. No, so he was supposed we'll to be see. more productive than what he's been. That's for sure. Yeah, they yeah. care about their basketball over at Mississippi oh, yeah. State. You know, yeah, 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 they do. They care about their basketball. So, Pops, I got reports first thing this morning that it is very likely you will be a great-grandfather before the end of the day, Pops. That's what, <laughs> it's I'm, a, it's a, that's what it's I'm told. An exciting, it's an exciting day in the Ryer family. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it. So, Maybe. if the child – go ahead. 
Gracie Ryder. Gracie, Gracie Ryder. Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's incredible. You know, it looked like for a while there we weren't going to have any females, you know. <laughs> and then uh, you know. had Savannah D and Bailey yeah. and Tatum. And, yeah, all of a sudden, here they come. You know. I, here I, comes didn't, Gracie. I didn't think we could produce females, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank well, you. Well, my, my bank account uh, confirms that we can <laughs> at this point. My bank account <laughs> confirms that we, we are capable. I hear of you. having uh, female spots. I, I know. Uh, it's, it's it's terrific. It really is. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we lost one one uh, female writer. You know, she, Bailey got married, and I I don't yeah. even know her last name. You know, I think it's but Parker, isn't it? I I, I think it is. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 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 not. I'm sorry. I did, but I think of her as Bailey Ryer, You know. Oh yeah, I mean she so still they, is uh, pops. They, she's Bailey Park. She's Bailey Ryder Parker. I'm yeah. gonna be. We're, we're losing them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's great to, to see uh, uh, Gracie come along. I'm, I, it's exciting. Yeah. Now, if the child is born today, how many times do you think you'll be allowed to see? Oh, Gracie, before oh, the end of the year, how many times? Because we had this talk about your spot. If, if I had to take it, uh, uh, you know, I'll put the over under at one and a half. One and a half. Yeah, I, I, I would probably agree. You but, go over? But, Are you agree to go over that or under it? No, 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 not over at all. You think you'll, you think you'll go under the one and a half in terms probably, of your visitation? A good chance of that. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, I know where I know where my place is, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. fine. I'm uh-huh. fine, but uh, I, I'm, and I, I appreciate the the emails and text messages and all that. <laughs> but I think that's probably as close as I'm gonna get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you get text messages on that burner? Well, I don't get them. I don't get them. Nana gets them, and they relay it to me. Okay. Right. I, I, no, the, the burner. I don't. The burner's out there in the car. I don't even know that it is working right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 exciting. I, I'm and I know everybody's excited and and little Jeannie's beside himself and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a great day. Hopefully everything goes good. And, right. It'll be fine. Yeah. It's amazing down there now how pops you can have a you can have a baby anywhere in town down there now they got hospitals all over the place down there pops. <laughs> well, Jacksonville's turned into a, it, it's not only a, a, a military city it's a it's a medical city now. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean every corner there there's some kind of a hospital clinic something uh, going and then it's for the good too. I mean they're really nice they've done a lot for the city here medical mm. Uh, mm. buildings and jobs and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's also the Friday of the Players' Championship down there in Sawgrass. Yeah, yeah. They're, and, all, uh, they're all excited down there at Ponte Vedra. I've tried to explain to the listeners that, that Friday at the Players, sometimes it can get almost like uh, – Almost like Florida Georgia crazy out well, there, you know. It, they it, get they they don't wear much clothes no. and and they consume 
you know, a lot. And then, uh, and then the sundresses get skimpier and skimpier. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's it's a great day for golf and sightseeing, you know. Thrilla Thrilla and Jones are out there. Oh no, my best friends. Oh and no. And I offered I offered each of them a hundred dollars to jump in the pond there at seventeen during the <laughs> afternoon television window. But I, the response I got was that it would take a minimum of a thousand. I couldn't get them to do it for a hundred. I was hoping watching the I was hoping to watch the broadcast this afternoon and either Thrilla. Or Jonesy, they jump I in the know, pond there I at seventeen, know. but they they said a hundred wasn't enough, pops. Well, they're they're they advanced age now, and they're younger days. Yeah. <laughs> Thrill would have done it for five bucks. Oh back yeah, in the day, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been a problem. <laughs> I got the response. I'm going to need more than a hundred for the bail. He said, "Yeah, exactly." You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we got up here this weekend, pops. We got the Stetson Hatters up here for baseball. Three you games. Did. Well, yeah, playing great. Alabama three games starting uh, today. I saw. Listen, I saw that Alabama game the other night with the the walk off, the, the walk off yeah. grand slammer. Yeah, oh, and Diadotti. that was something. That was, Alabama I mean, softball and all that ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he can hit. He's from Canada too, pops. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. Know so that. you had a Canadian. You had a Canadian walk off USA because that's I'm University of South yeah. Alabama, pops. Yeah. The field, the field is really good. Stadium. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So we'll have the Hatters up here. Yeah, for three this well, weekend. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, have a good weekend, pops. And, all right, uh, all right. Congratulations, and uh, yeah. Hopefully, you get to. You've been vaccinated twice, right? So you're good oh, to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. All, right. all that's clear. But I mean, you know, I don't know if it'll help. You don't have the the primary, the the main clearance. You worry yeah, about. Yeah, that's that. You know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna try to see if I can see you know within a yeah by the Fourth of July yeah <laughs> all right pops have a good one there you go we'll talk to y'all later that's Bye. pops and that's a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports the lunch whistle on this Friday Southern Ale House 1530 McFarland Boulevard North hey get out there right now. Get you a spot. They've got the bar area, too, there at Southern Ale House. If you want to watch the second half of this Alabama taking a part of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, you can do that at Southern Ale House. The Crimson Tide leads Mississippi State 47-19. to It'll be a feel-good second half. Enjoy it at Southern Ale House. Get you some lunch and enjoy that second half right there in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Thanks to Jacob Harrison until Monday at 11 a.m. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you.